Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. Hi, and welcome to the Stop Chasing Skinny radio show. Tonight, we have Dr. Strauss. He is here to talk to us about everything else that keeps you healthy besides um, just the stuff that we see on a regular basis. We sat down one day and had a conversation about what he does um, in his chiropractic care, and I was just so interested. We sat there for, oh gosh, we sat there for like over an hour just having a nice little conversation about what we're going to have a conversation about for this show. So I'm really excited about this. Um, Dr. Strauss and I actually met um, several months ago just at a local fitness studio working out, and then we ran into each other a couple other times with uh, with some local friends. So here in Charleston, it's, uh, it's a nice, um, very, very close community and it's just really cool so I think as far as the universe goes it keeps bringing us all together again so welcome and could you tell us a little more about your background absolutely hi Stephanie thank you so much for having me on the show um, and just refer to me as Seth please okay no no <laughs> no, no doc do- can I yeah. be Dr. Seth <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, that's 100% fine. I always tell my patients as well, just call me Seth. Um, that being said, a little bit more about myself. Originally, I'm from South Africa, right? Um, I was doing my undergraduate in sports science and kinesiology at the University of Stellenbosch. And I got the unique opportunity to come over to America on a full rugby scholarship, right? That's awesome. And I think that was about seven years ago when that, that, when that happened. But the journey that really got me where I am today has been a very long one. Um, At 18, 19, I was playing rugby and I was doing mixed martial arts at the same time. And I had excruciating lower back pain, right? Up until the point where I remember getting home in my grandma's 1990 Toyota Corolla, dragging my right leg behind me into the house and going, Mom, this sucks. This is not normal, right? Um... And I had a journey, my journey basically started there where I was looking, obviously, to get out of pain, you know, yeah. it sucks to be in pain, everybody's <laughs> like, it sucks to be in pain, right? Same thing for me, I went from um, doctor to doctor, I ended up in an orthopedic specialist, and he said, well, let's put a camera down the back, see what nerve isn't working properly, and just cut it or burn it, I can't remember which one he said. Oh Either way, I sort of just <laughs> laughed, yeah, I just sort of laughed, and I was like, yeah, that's not happening, peace out, dude. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah, like I'm see ya. I am exactly. <laughs> you know, you're 18, and you're just like, I still have a future. I still want to go on and play sports, and I still want to have that functionality, right? Yeah. Um. After that, I I went through physical therapy. It helped a little bit until one of my teachers actually went like, "Listen, here, just go see this chiropractor." And you know, I've never been to a chiropractor before in my entire life, and um, I went, "Yeah, man, I'm." St- I'll try anything at this point, right? I'll try anything. So I went to see him. I went to see Dr. Uh, Chris Miller in Stellenbosch. He's actually one of my really good friends now. And he gave me the first, my first chiropractic adjustment. And for the first time in my life, I was completely pain-free. And That's I was basically incredible. like, wow, that was that was a miracle, so to speak. And that's basically where my journey started, how I ended up in in America, right? Where I met my lovely wife and how we ended up in Charleston. So that's where it all started. That's awesome. Yes, and listeners, you can't see him because you're listening, but um, we'll post a picture. So yeah, just envision, he's this huge rugby player. It's really awesome. (laughs) 
Um, and and he just has such an impressive um, impressive sports background, which I think is really important whenever you're choosing a chiropractor to go to. You want to have somebody who's kind of been where you've been, and um, and so you know athletes put their bodies to the test every single time. So that's 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 so great. I love that. Um, <laughs> so you. the very first topic that I really want to get into because I want to talk um, some more about some of the technical things that you see on a regular basis. Um, you know, I've been interviewing people for a little while now, and I see a lot of these common problems. But a lot of people treat them um, maybe in a way that that uh, is not necessarily helping them. Headaches, for example, maybe they pop a pill. Um, so one of these conditions. Um, um, you gave me this really interesting, and I will put this in the show notes too, this really interesting little pamphlet um, talking about anterior head syndrome. So what is anterior head syndrome? What's the primary causes? And um, and maybe why are we seeing so much of this these days? All right. So the, the easiest way to explain this, Stephanie, is let's start at the beginning, right? We have to start... Um, we actually start at point A to understand point Z, so to speak, okay. right? So um, if we're going to discuss anterior head syndrome, that's where the head is moving forward over the shoulders, right? Placing a lot of strain on the muscles and the bones and the nervous system. Now, let's take a step back, right? And first discuss what is the norm, what is normal for the human spine. Okay. That is a big question, right? Yeah. Because in today's society, what do we have? We have a lot of sports injuries. We have bad posture. Yeah. People are sitting for eight hours a day. One out of three people are sitting for 10 hours a day, right? According to the CDC statistics. So that being said, right, let's look at the normal human spine, right? And it's almost more common sense for, for children nowadays, what we see in our practice when we talk to adults versus children, children actually know what the spine is supposed to look like. So front to back, Stephanie, just like we discussed, the spine is supposed to be? Curved. Oh, oh, front to back, straight. Straight, yeah. Well, and, and uh, well, no, 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 no. Yeah, and you don't want to curve there, but you're absolutely <laughs> right. From the side, it does have three distinctive equilateral curves and i'm saying equilateral because all three curves are almost the same degree right yep if we have all three curves in the exact position it needs to be you have perfect motion happening in the spine which means the likelihood of the joints breaking down right yep is slight to none okay right and that's what we're looking for so why are we treating the spine because what does the spine house the central nervous system. Central nervous system. Boom. I on the head. I didn't know I was going to be. Exactly. Oh, yeah, you I didn't know kidding. you were being interviewed, I right? I kidding earlier today <laughs> when I said if you want to step up your game, start interviewing doctors. I love this, though. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's perfect. You already understand. It's the central nervous system, the brain and the spinal cord, yeah. right? If we look at the hierarchy of the human body and we look what is on top of that hierarchy? What controls everything? The central nervous system, the brain and the spinal cord. Yeah. If we go below that, we have the enteric nervous system, what people eat. We have the peripheral nervous system, how our hands move, how our feet move, and the autonomic nervous system, all the other organs, right? right. Below that, we can say muscles, yep. right? Ligaments, tissue, bone. Now, I use simple analogies because that's the easiest way to understand it, to right. be honest, right? So if we look at a car, right, what does a car require to move? 
An engine. An engine, <laughs> right? Got that one. <laughs> exactly, an engine. It's that simple, right? If under that we have the gas tank, right? We have the starter. We have all the other little stuff going on. But the fact of the matter is, without that engine, you wouldn't have a car, yeah. right? Now, if that engine breaks, does it matter what gas we throw? In the car. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't, right? So if somebody is spine, and nobody's going to be perfect, but if somebody's spine is significantly shifted yeah. away from normal, we see a lot of secondary conditions. So these secondary conditions that I, I picked out a few to kind of talk about a little bit, because, um, you know, the primary conditions, it's it's kind of, kind of what you might think, like the compressed discs, um, some damage, which is degenerated um, vertebrae, and kind of the the granny hump, um, muscle spasms. So that's that's the primary step. But the secondary is what really got my attention because, you know, you you have the headaches too, which you know some people really don't know why they're getting headaches. Sometimes they think, oh, they're dehydrated and or something. It's a big one. It could, yeah, it's a really big one. It could just be misalignment. Um, TMJ is pretty common. They might think it's just stress, but it could be misalignment. And, and, and you know, Stephanie, a good mm -hmm. example I always give people, push your head as far forward as possible over your shoulders and now and try and chew food. Wow, that's feel, weird. Exactly, Listener, right? did you just do that while you're driving? <laughs> and, and exactly, feel the amount of strain you're putting on the muscles of, of, of the TMJ. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. It's pretty it's just a good real life example of yeah. what happens if somebody does have anterior head syndrome. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Um so wow. So um and like I said I'm going to put this in the show notes. There's this whole list, but um uh, some arm pain, low back pain, and mid back pain. So you you know that's not even that's not even your head. That's further down the chain, right? And and you know they've done some fantastic studies of of recent where they actually go into how the neck mm -hmm. right shifting forward also affects the kinetic chain in the lower back, oh, right? Yeah. And actually produce low back pain. For instance, they just did a randomized controlled trial about a year ago. If nobody knows, a randomized controlled trial is the gold standard of any study that anybody can ever do. Uh, anyway, I digress. So for instance, they looked at just the cervical spine, just the neck, mm -hmm. and they only fixed the neck through corrective chiropractic, and it completely took away the back pain. Interesting. That's really interesting. Wow. Because it is all connected. It is all connected. So before we start saying that, I also want to make the point of talking about traditional chiropractic versus spinal corrective chiropractic oh absolutely absolutely right um because unfortunately the layman on the streets have already already has a sort of view on chiropractic now again i'm going to go to my own testimonial because this makes it so much powerful not only for me but for the listener i went through seven years of traditional chiropractic so stephanie do you know what traditional chiropractic is correct right when i first started getting chiropractic care it was traditional i went about three times a week i got some adjustments that was it and that was it yeah. yes so the the analogy i use for that right is if your body is your house right mm -hmm. and your house's foundation shifts down on one side by a couple of inches right what's going to happen to the house stephanie it's going to shift everything. It's going to shift everything, right? The walls are going to start cracking. Yeah. The doors are going to squeak and the floorboards are going to squeak and the, and the windows won't open and close as easily as it should. 
Traditional officers, what do they do for your house? They patch the walls, yep. right? They put some WD-40 <laughs> on the wall uh, on the doors and the windows, right? Yep. And maybe nail a few floorboards down, yep. right? But it never really addresses that foundation. Yep. So in our office, what we do is we actually look at your foundation and the strength the foundation have, has. And we try and balance it out completely and get it back to its normal alignment now just like i said nobody's ever going to be perfect right. but there is if you look at that anterior head syndrome pamphlet i gave you yeah that is a significant deviation from what normal should be yeah. right and that's why we look at that central nervous system because if the spine looks like that on yeah. that pamphlet it's 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 putting pathological tension on that central nervous system which yeah. means the, 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 the signals being sent from the brain to the body can't do what it needs to do at 100%. Which that's, it's just, it totally makes sense. I mean, a couple of these others that stood out to me was fatigue, mental health status, digestive issues, and even fibromyalgia. Well, yeah, and you know, like, so let's, let's take fatigue. That's a big one in today's society, right? So millions of Americans are suffering from some form of fatigue, right? But most people literally rely on over-the-counter medication for energy, yeah. right? Or coffee, or coffee or highly caffeinated beverages. Yeah. And you know, the marketing around those beverages have become commonplace in today's society yeah. because they're trying to, and I quote this, help kids, oh. adults, adolescents to have more energy, right? But aside from the obvious side effects of high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and even addiction, Energy drinks dangerously mask the root cause of fatigue and the disease or condition that created it in the first place, right? So giving your, your tired body caffe caffeinated energy beverages for a temporary boost is like jump-starting your car battery with the help of a tow truck. So sooner or later, you have to look under that hood yeah. to buy a new battery. And the body's life energy source is that nervous system responsible for facilitating millions of daily functions throughout our bodies, including movement of the limbs, digestion, hormone regulation, heartbeat, and even health of our vital organs. Yeah, that's, that's huge. And then, you know, the, the other piece with the, um, the stimulants, that can start to affect your, adrenal, your adrenals, right? Oh, absolutely. And your adrenals, that's where you're talking about the hormones getting mm -hmm. out of whack. Hormones get out of whack. Everything starts getting out of whack. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, unfortunately in today's society, we, we, we view the human body as, as a mechanism, right? right? Somebody has a shoulder problem, so we only look at the shoulder. Yeah. But it would be smart of us to think about the human body as a whole, right? As a, as a yeah. whole kinetic chain, every single part playing a role. What I see a lot is a lot of, a lot of people come in with shoulder issues, right. but nobody's ever looked at the lower cervical spine, the lower neck right and the lower neck what comes out of the lower neck your arm your shoulder your exactly the <laughs> nerves the yeah. nerves right the brachial plexus that sits in the trapezius mm -hmm. that feeds into the axillary nerve which innervates the shoulder mm -hmm. that feeds off into the musculocutaneous nerve innervating the bicep and the tricep which means if we only address the shoulder might the issue eventually come back right yeah, because you didn't address the root cause of it. You didn't address the root cause. So yeah. even when it comes to f fatigue, we try and eliminate that nerve interference yeah. by realigning the spine into its normal 
shape or position. So even the majority of the patients coming through our care not only get out of the neck and the back pain almost immediately, but they report that they feel more vibrant, energized, and they notice their overall health improving each and every day. That's awesome. That's real. There is no pill that can make you do that. <laughs> exactly. They don't have that. <laughs> That's really awesome. We're going to take just one really quick break, and then I want to get back um, to talking just a little bit about how these problems pop up. In this world of calamity, dirty looks and grudges and jealousy, and police where you abuse their maturity. Me the clowns when I know about variety. And welcome back to the Stock Chasing Series So, um, so why are we seeing so many of these problems? We talked a little bit about how people are sitting a lot these days, um, and then when we were talking before, we we're talking about texting, um, and the position of the head. So, could you talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, and absolutely, you know, um, even if you go, and that's not just my opinion, you go on the Mayo Clinic, go go search anterior head syndrome in the Mayo Clinic, and they'll tell you how devastating that is to the human experience, Wow! right? How it decreases cardiovascular activity, right? right? right. Leads to asthma, cause all these secondary conditions. So why do we see this so, so often in today's society? What is everybody doing, Stephanie? Texting. Texting. <laughs> they've even on CNN, they've coined a term called text neck. Wow. Which looks pretty similar to the anterior head syndrome. Yeah. Because that's all we're doing. We're reaching forward. If we're not texting, we're working at a computer. Yeah. Which means we're pushing our neck forward. We're rounding our shoulders like this. Because unfortunately, nobody can beat gravity. Because <laughs> gravity is a universal law, and no matter how hard you fight against gravity, it, you know, and it's not as easy. You know, uh, what really, what really bothers me as well is you've got all these professionals that fix, and I put that in brackets, right. posture, right? Yeah. It's not as easy as telling you, Stephanie, sit up straight. It doesn't fix it, yeah. right? Because your your body has a memory. Every single muscle has memory. Right, so your memory is what they call neuroplastic behavior. I'm going to say that again: neuroplastic behavior. Okay. That is the behavior stored in the prefrontal cortex of any human being. You sitting a certain way, you walking a certain way, is stored as a memory. So mm -hmm. just like we know, muscle memory occurs, and, right. and and everybody knows what that means. Yeah, it's the exact same concept. Okay. your body has a full muscle memory of its position in space. So to fix that requires a little bit more work right. than just telling somebody to try and sit up straight because the spine might not have that flexibility to do that anymore, Yeah. right? Yeah. Which means we have to put the right angles at the, at the right place in the spine to bend it the opposite way. Okay. A little bit more in-depth right there. Yeah. Well, then let's just kind of talk a little bit um, about um, the, the different treatment techniques that you use that's different from your traditional chiropractor because I know we've talked a little bit about um, some of the other the common friends that we have and you know the things that they've gone through and we talked about your brother and how you helped him um, so let's talk about that just a little bit 
and that's that's perfectly fine so what we do in our office we do a lot of what is what is coined as mirror image work okay right so for instance if somebody is standing a certain way for a very long period of time and if that spine has shifted significantly from normal right right we want to place their body in a mirror image of itself okay right makes sense yep right just like you're looking in the mirror and we actually want to keep them there actively engaging right or let gravity do the job for us okay for about 800 minutes okay to get an actual change okay. to get a good change so the treatments we do with people we do a lot of uh, you could probably refer to it as physical therapy for the human spine, okay. right? Yeah. So we teach them what exercises to do, mm -hmm. right? So just like we go to the gym, we'll start off with 10 sets, 10 reps at 10 seconds. Okay. Right? So okay. the next week, we'll actually build that up to 20 seconds. Okay. To 30 seconds. And the goal is to hit a minute okay. with every single combination of exercises. Oh. Now, we always joke in the office that people reserve the right to be unique <laughs> because we see a lot of uniqueness, right? Right. Um, from traumas, you know, from sports, from slip and, uh, slips and falls. And we see a lot of uniqueness. So somebody could literally come in and only have one postural distortion, right? Okay. Which means they only require one mirror image okay. exercise or traction, mm -hmm. right? But then we have other people that can, we can go into double combinations of posture, right? So double combinations would be a right head translation. I know you can't see what I'm doing, so I'm looking <laughs> silly right now, right? <laughs> so you do a right head translation with a left head flexion. Okay. That would be a double combination okay. of exercises. So it's a lot more technical than the traditional chiropractor that just pops your back, gives you an adjustment and sends right. you out the door and tells you you feel good. The yeah. way I got into this is because I went through seven, eight years of traditional chiropractic patching right. my walls, yep. putting WD-40 on my windows until I landed in an office that did true spinal correction. Okay. And he took an x-ray of my neck and he took an x-ray of everything and he actually drew the biomechanical angles of my spine. Wow. And he showed me how far off of normal I was and that was almost at the end of my chiropractic school career yeah. and I literally went holy beep <laughs> is that my spine that is cool <laughs> that I've been adjusted for that long and that's my spine that's especially awesome. being an athlete right yeah. um, and it's all postgraduate so you have to keep up to date right especially with all the research coming out yeah. but you know even in general um, a pretty cool study they did out of Harvard mm -hmm. last year showed um i don't know if you're familiar with ncbi no. that is that is the national center for biotechnical information okay so they do all the studies worldwide and they compile it and it literally shows you right so a very cool harvard article mm -hmm. by the way so so a recent study by harvard um published on the ncbi which is the national center for biotechnical information confirms what the chiropractic community has been preaching for years so despite the severity of back pain there's a significant hope for full recovery by means of getting treatment from a chiropractor versus going through back surgery the study concentrated on workers suffering from back injury and released shocking data on how unnecessary back surgery may be as stated below in the official excerpt from the NCBI website, when back pain patients saw a back surgeon first, they were 42% more likely to go through with back surgery as a means of treatment. Compare that to the number 
to only 1.5% of patients who saw a chiropractor first. Wow. Wait, can you say those numbers one more time? So 42%. Okay. 42.7%. Of people that saw a back surgeon first, first. went through with back surgery. Whereas 1.5% of people that saw a chiropractor first went through with back surgery. Wow. 1.5. So just according to these numbers, Stephanie, right? Yeah. More than 98% of patients who saw their chiropractor experienced a significant reduction or elimination of their back pain. So I had no need to see a back surgeon. These patients were also able to get back to work within a few short weeks or months and absolutely live a normal life again, right? Yeah. So despite what back surgeons have been trained to say or do, yeah. everybody listening to this has to remember, surgery is not the only answer, nor should it be your first choice. Yeah. And even in our office right now, we have a little... We have, we have a little board where we write different um, little quotes, right? Yeah. Quotes yep. of the week for people to get motivated and everything. And we put up there, if you haven't tried structural corrective chiropractic, you have not tried everything. Oh, I love that. That That is really good. Yeah. So, because there is such a difference. I And, and I wanted to have, I, I was actually directed to you by another person um, who said, you have to talk to Seth because the way that he treats patients is so different. It's just, it's not the same. Um, yeah, this is, it, this is really interesting because um, I've, yeah, I've never talked to anybody about so much spinal correction. Well, and yeah, and it's, it's just not commonplace. You know, even for the chiropractor, it's not commonplace. Yeah. They don't teach you it in school. Yeah. They, they, they teach you, get people in and out, adjust their spines, yeah. and send them on their way. Yeah. But in hindsight, you know, you, th you think about it. I'm not going to say it's terrible, and I'm not going to say anything negative about it. But at the end of the day, they don't truly teach you how to assess the human spine. Uh, biomechanically okay and where it should be in space yeah which is a big issue in my in my view now in yeah. hindsight going through school yeah. um i don't know if it's just too much information to go into because frankly with all the studying we've done after school and yeah. all the reading there might as well just be a school for that right because <laughs> it's so much information and you just keep learning every single day yeah right but you have to because at the end of the day the most important thing is the results you get with patients yeah. or the results or the solutions you can offer people. That's even more important. Solutions. Yeah. solutions. Not problems, solutions. You know, I can't name names, but I had, a, I had a wonderful, loving lady come into the office two days ago. Mm -hmm. Like, just a sweetheart, you know. Um, extremely healthy, a little bit older, extremely healthy, but, you know, she's got all these secondary things happening on the outside, and I'm just, in my brain, I'm like, this this woman can hit our 25 push-ups like it's nothing. Really? 25, like it's nothing, right? Because we actually do that with people as well, because that's a better gauge of how healthy they are. Yeah. But that being said, right, so she's got all these secondary things going on, and you're just wondering why. But, you know, then again, it comes back, let's look at the spine. Yeah. Let's look at the nervous system. Yeah. And there's a clear, clear cor correlation between those two. Yeah. Just like I've had, I've had w only one person in the last eight months that we've been open walk in with no real secondary conditions. Really? And guess what their spine looked like? Normal. Good. It looked normal. It was near, <laughs> near normal. Al almost near, near ideal. Wow. Which was insane. Now, what were they doing that was different? Was there anything? That, I mean, did you talk to them about like their lifestyle choices? 
I did, and um, overall, very good choices. Okay. Very good choices. Yeah. Very active. Um, extremely good mindset. But you know, all of that plays together. Yeah. It, it's it's all in it's all one role because if somebody did. Or if somebody was born with a spinal deformity, right? Or if somebody was born with a genetic anomaly and it threw their spine off, right? Like skew Lego blocks being built and they have back pain. There's so much data in research showing us how the lower back affects the synaptic activity in the brain and actually leads to like a mild depression, which is what we were talking about for the the mental status. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and and you know a very cool article we read the other day and um, we actually wrote it down right to remember it. Yeah. Um, I think it was a study out of 2010 where they literally went into um, people going to chiropractors for five years or longer. Right. The reduction in medical cost alone was 65 percent. Wow. Insane. That right? is. That's insane. Um, 65%, wow. the hospital administration and surgeries, I think, was about 60% less Wow. as well. Yeah. You know, um, I think it was in Wisconsin, they actually, they, Blue Cross Blue Shield, they actually did a study and they allowed people to go to their chiropractor as their primary care physician. Really? That's awesome. For two or three years. I don't know why they stopped it, but they did that for two or yeah. three years. And guess what happened? People got better. People got better. <laughs> people's needs. Yeah. People's need to go to doctors yeah. got less and less and less. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's the mindset. There's a lot of factors playing into it. Let's right. put it that way. But yeah. you know, I've gotten into a lot of conversations. If the physical aspect is lacking, right? Yeah. The emotional, the mental aspect will never fully be there either. Oh right. I mean, if you're in chronic pain, then you're you're. That's where all of your attention goes. It goes to that pain because it hurts. And it's and it's and it, it is absolutely it's absolutely debilitating because I've yeah. been in that position and I know what it feels like. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and as an 18 year old, man, we're we're gonna take a really quick break. I want to come back and um and change it up just a little bit and talk a little bit about some dairy and things like that. So we'll be right back. You've heard me talk a lot about learning how to reach your fitness goals and more frequently how to look as fit as you feel while learning to stop chasing skinny. And you've also thought to yourselves, yeah, I do want to reach my fitness goals in a shorter, more concise way to stop wasting my time bouncing back and forth from fitness tip to fitness tip in magazines, wasting hours researching the latest and greatest diet only to end up looking and feeling the same way you've been looking and feeling for years. And my guess is that you've been thinking about this for a long time. Am I right? I know the feeling because I played these games too. For a very long time, in fact. I'm here to tell you this. Stop thinking and sign up for the SK Fit Life Challenge, an online training, nutrition, and coaching program that will lead you through 12 weeks of step-by-step -step guidance to help you finally reach your goals of looking fabulous and feeling fabulous. You're going to get to free up all the headspace you've been wasting picking through random diet information being fed to you through the media and simplifying the seemingly complicated world of health. Your chance is now. Do you really need more time, more information, more plans for the future? Or do you want to become that fit person today? Because the truth is this. You can be that fit person or you can be the person that sits around thinking about becoming fitter. It's your choice. 
Read more magazines, blog posts, and bits and pieces on social media, or take action. Because let's face it, if you're not where you want to be, your current program is not working out for you. I want you to be successful. And why is this? Because you've already got what it takes. You've been doing the work all along. It's just been the wrong work. You have the desire, the discipline, and the potential. Now let's get you on the right track so those efforts you are already putting in can take you in the best direction possible. Join me and the hundreds of other SK FitLife clients for the 12-week online fitness challenge at skfitlife.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Stop Chasing Skinny radio program. So now I want to um, kind of shift gears just a tiny bit, and I want to um, I want to talk about grain-free, dairy-free section on the initial consultation form that you have. So when you bring somebody in to work with you, it's an it's a very comprehensive program. You go through all of it, and what kind of piqued my interest was the um, the grain-free, dairy-free section. So if you could talk a little bit about actually we're going to talk a lot about that (laughs) if you could talk about that that would be fantastic perfect stephanie so do you want to start with dairy or do you want to start with grains first let's start with grains because then we'll go into dairy and then we're going to go into some ear infections all right perfect (laughs) okay so let's start off by saying the ideal like our office is called the ideal lifestyle practice that means the ideal for us as a species Let's put that out there, right? right? Let's understand a few basic concepts first. If we took a thousand lions out of Africa, Stephanie, what do all thousand need to be healthy? Do they all eat differently? They eat the same. They eat the same. (laughs) They, They move the same and they have the same social interaction that is species specific right. for them. And the same goes for the human species. I was just talking to a geneticist in our office the other day. The same goes for the human species. Big misconception. People want to do paleo. People want to do vegan. People want to do vegetarian. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Because as a species, we all require the same thing to be healthy and happy. Right? Right. I always joke with people and I tell them we are the most homogeneous species in the entire world. So what does that word mean? The big word, right? Same. It it means we're the same. (laughs) So, me and Stephanie are more closely related than two tomatoes off the same vine, right? Which means what I need is what Stephanie needs, right? Right. So, the ideal scenario is to consume no wheat or gluten, right? Containing grains at all. Right. Okay. So, so, so it's really the the gluten free. I've been told that I should be gluten-free. wheat or gluten. Wheat or gluten. Wheat. Right. Okay. Wheat or so gluten. So, no grains like um, the grains that quinoa. That. Quinoa. Yeah. Exactly. Qu- Qu- like quinoa. Quinoa is better. You don't want to consume it every single day. Okay. Of course, that would be smart. Right. Okay. Um, because frankly, our genes haven't changed in the last sixty thousand years. Actually, zero point zero two percent. Yeah. So. And that's where this data comes from. It comes from all the anthropological research that okay. I've done, that we've read, right? That we've looking at, and that's where it comes from. So, it's basically quinoa is a better alternative, okay. right? We used to tell people brown rice better alternative, but now with the latest studies showing the amount of arsenic in rice, got it. It's also sort of a no-no right now, right? So, what are some better options for starches than potatoes and? Uh, sweet potato. Sweet potatoes. Okay. Very, very good superfood. Extreme amount of antioxidants. Okay. And it's also a low 
glycemic index food, which okay. means it doesn't spike the blood sugar, which means when you eat it, it sort of just plateaus and stays there for two or three hours, which is good, which means you don't get moody, irritable, tired, and all the other junk that comes with the white flour, yeah, so to more speak. More cravings. <laughs> right? So let's start by saying that, right? So with the exception, with the exception of the last 10,000 years, following the agricultural revolution, Humans have existed as non-cereal eating hunter-gatherers since the emergence of the Homo erectus 1.7 million years ago. So, right, our yes. broad species 1.7 million years ago, we are known as Homo sapiens brody okay. right now. And we've been on the planet, our species have been before it, but with the, with the genes changing and everything, we've been here for about 150,000 years. So the rev the agricultural revolution, so farming only started 10,000 years ago. Before that, we ate no grains. And you know, there's a very big body of evidence that shows us cereal grains are less than optimal food for us as humans. Mm -hmm. And that the human genetic makeup and physiology is neither designed to nor capable of dealing with high levels of cereal grain consumptions, right? So... Pretty cool fact here, and I'll actually post these for you. The okay, real research that shows us that people eating grains have a significant amount of bone loss and osteoporosis. Significant. Wow. Also, the, the anti-nutrients in grains, so that is not just the gluten, right? You yeah. have phytic acid as well in there. And that pulls four essential nutrients from the gut every single time you eat it. It's known as anti-nutrients. Go, go, go look this up for yourself. Yeah, it's so, I, I, so uh, somebody was talking to me about sprouting grains because our ancestors used to sprout grains. Is that related? Is that the... So, so yes. Um, okay. You know, I don't have too much knowledge on the research that's been done with it when they sprouted, but it is a great option to sprout grains Yeah. because it decreases the amount of anti-nutrients in there. Right. That, 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 that I yeah. know. Yeah, and so, that's what she explained. She said that it... Uh, that that sprouting it, it is yes. and, you helping know, those Well, it's the same with, it's same with nuts and seeds. Okay, yeah, yeah. Same with nuts and seeds because even nuts contain phytic acid, yep. right? Yep. So they would not, so with, before 10,000 years ago, we would not be sprouting grains. Got it. They would be sprouting nuts, right. but not grains. Okay. So there's still a little bit of confusion on there, but at the end of the day, even Grain Brain, I don't know if you know what that book is. It's a New York. No, I haven't heard of that New one. York best-selling book. Go read Grain Brain, and it'll show you and prove to you, it's written by a medical doctor, prove to you beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are not meant to eat grains. Yeah. So that being said, right, so the anti-nutrients in the grains, such as gluten and gliadin, interferes with digestion. Right. It kills off the good intestinal bacteria, and it, and it alters the immune state of the gut, right? So um, the New England Journal of Medicine literally lists 55 diseases that's caused by gluten and gliadin, right? Obesity, irritable bowel syndrome, inflammatory bowel disease, anemia, cancer, fatigue, canker sore, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, multiple sclerosis, and that list just goes on. But more importantly than that, Stephanie, the addictive nature is often overlooked. So mm -hmm. in your brain, you have a pain pleasure center called the amygdala. Mm -hmm. Right, and it's been shown that carb cravings, right? Yes, that I the hear carb, about them all the time. Yep, carb cravings, right? It's more addictive 
because it's sugar. It turns into sugar in the body. Right. It's more addictive than cocaine or heroin put together. Interesting. They did a, a cool little study on mice, yeah. right? And they they got one group of mice addicted to cocaine, and they got the other group of mice addicted to sugar water. Water and sugar, and that's it. <laughs> and they put both groups together, and yeah. they gave them the option, the free will to choose the one they like the best. Yeah. And guess what happened? They like the sugar water. They like the sugar water the best. Wow. It's pretty insane. Yeah, like I have goosebumps just sitting here thinking yeah. about that. That's how yeah. addictive it is. Yeah, and I've seen too some of that research. It shows um, it shows where it's lighting it up in their brain when they eat it, right? Mm-hmm. And that it lights up just it's, the it's same. That, it's as that instant gratification. And you know, in today's society, what do we want? Instant gratification for everything. Oh, you're not kidding. And, that, <laughs> and, and you know, and, and that, that's why people go for that's why people go for back surgery. That's because they want to get that quick uh, fix. That yeah. quick fix. Yeah, you know? I hear that a lot. Um, I just want to get to my goal weight and then just stay there. I want to get my goal weight as fast as possible. Sorry, I forgot. But, but it, and I'm like that doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's it it's a continuous lifestyle. People have to realize every single choice we make every single day has a profound impact on our life in the long run. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. It's not a I'm I'm not going to go walk today because I'm going to eat pizza. <laughs> that's a, that's silly to think like that. Still go for the walk even though you're going to have the pizza because at least you did something beneficial. Something. Yeah. At least you made a choice in the right direction. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's um I, I love that cuz it's it's all about creating a lifestyle that works for you. It's not just rules and and follow this and follow that. And, exactly. And yeah. nobody's ever going to be perfect. Let's just put it out there, right? Yeah. Nobody. I'm <laughs> I'm not perfect. I know my wife's not perfect. Nobody not can perfect. live a perfect life. Exactly. <laughs> no. It's just it is what it is, but it's doing yeah. your best. And having the knowledge to know that at least when you're doing something, you know, that's not going to be the most conducive for your body. Yeah. You at least realize what you're doing at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I love that we're talking about these choices that people can make because I see a lot of times somebody will be, they'll be putting in the proper effort or maybe even way more than they ever have to, but they're not getting the results back. And that's because they're not putting the effort into the right places um you know or uh, like even eating clean you know somebody may say i'm eating clean but if they consider wheat to be clean sure then now it's not so much clean you know so, so now they're clean. you know they're making the choices they're making the effort to cook their own food and that kind of thing mm-hmm. but they're not cooking maybe the right things so right, thanks for that clarification because i've recently been told that i should be gluten-free um to help my adrenals heal and to keep from um have it causing that uh, the extra inflammation in my body yeah and you know and when when we give when we give talks and lectures like we had one at the trident technical college right. a couple of months ago and you know i don't push this on people but i tell them just try it for a month see what you yeah. feel like write down what you feel yeah. and then go back and eat it and see what you feel like and write down what you feel like yeah yeah and that's and all i tell them yeah. And, that's and eventually it's it, it becomes so much easier. You just uh, like I'm not tempted by so many things now. I don't have to use willpower to say no to certain things cuz I mean, it's just it just doesn't taste very good. It tastes like chemicals that I'm it's, not going to feel and, well. And, and there you go. It doesn't taste very good because your body's starting to reject it because yeah. it's getting back to its normal. Yeah. It's normal ideal state the way it should be. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I I teach people as well and I go in society, right? We don't equate negative eating habits with disease, but right. we should. 
Yeah. Every single time somebody picks up a Diet Coke, they have to take into consideration what they're doing to their body actively, I might add. Yeah. Right? And I'm not playing a point the finger game here. That's not that's not the overall yeah. <laughs> we we are, it's it's misinformation that's yeah. brought us to this point. Yeah. Misinformation by marketing and companies that want us to believe something or not, for a matter of fact. They don't want you to think every single time you're gonna eat that McDonald's that you're not putting real food in your body and that you're actually debilitating not only your nervous system to do what it needs to do, but it's literally destroying the cells in your body. We oh. don't equate those two together, yeah. right? Because I don't know if it's easier not to, but not just that. We just haven't been taught that way. Yeah. You know, we've never been taught that what we eat today is going to affect our tomorrow. Or what we do today or not do today is going to affect tomorrow. Until but it, it does. Be- because, <laughs> because, you know, we look at nature versus nurture. And they've shown beyond a shadow of a doubt, only 3% of people are born with a genetic defect. That means only 3% of people have the inability to express health. Really? Yes. But how many people are sick? <laughs> 80% according, according to the CDC. 80% of Americans are, at, at, are diagnosed with at least one chronic, preventable lifestyle disease. Wow. 55 diagnosed with two chronic preventable diseases. And the analogy I've come up with personally is... If our community is one beating heart, right? We're one heart striving to for the for, for the betterment of society and the world. We're one heart pumping, right? So all of us are little individual cells in that heart. Of eight, if 80% of us is suffering and dying, what's eventually going to happen to the other 20%? They're going to su- we they we. Oh gosh, who is it? We Ex- are they. exactly. <laughs> and and well, and you know and that and that sort of and you know and it's not to scare anybody and it's not just it's just looking at where we've been and looking yeah. at where we are now, right? And some of the doctors I read um Dr. James Chestnut, I've got to give him props for everything. Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's a, who's previously a stem cell researcher. Yeah. And and they'll tell you, they'll tell you how sick we really are as a species. Yeah. And they say we are literally the sickest species in the world right now. Wow. If you think about it. That's interesting. If you truly think about it. Yeah. Which means even at our office, you know, even though we have a big vision and mission, we can only affect one person at a time. And that's and that's all we can try and do, right? Yeah. Uh, try and affect one person at a time, make an impact in their life so they can hopefully make an impact in in their immediate friends and family and the children because that's important. The children that's in today's society, huge. right? Yeah. So my wife is a pediatric specialist, so I work more with the sports, right, yes. and with the adults, and my wife works more with the children. And, you know, it's shocking to say, but CNN released an article yeah. that literally states this will be the first generation to have a higher mortality r- rate than their parents. <gasps> wow. And that is the reality we've come to at, in our society. That's crazy. And it's crazy. And it shouldn't be. No. Because health should be normal. Yeah. But only one out of 1,000 people above the age of 60 actually live a healthy life. Wow. With no symptomatology or no secondary conditions that's happened or, or what they've done to themselves before that time. Yeah. And that's what we tell people. So choices matter, man. Yeah. And every single choice you're going to make today, make it a good one. Yep.
Yeah, and I think that that's where there's some kind of disconnect occasionally. You know, you talk about good food, bad food. It's more of a moral uh, value placed on it versus like, this is going to make me feel like crap later on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wow. We're going to take a really quick break. I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about the dairy. Welcome back to the Stop Chasing Skinny radio show. So we were just talking about some grain-free. I want to move over to the dairy-free and why you recommend dairy-free. And and talk just a little bit about that link with osteoporosis. Because I hear a lot of people thinking they need to drink milk to increase their calcium to avoid osteoporosis. So you know, I'm I'm sort of smiling at you with a whole osteoporosis and I everything. Had to look away. <laughs> and 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 well, you know, and it's it's pretty funny because when we look at it, right? Just think to yourself logically, real quick, out there. When last have you seen an ad on TV stating bones milk makes your bones stronger? When when last was that on TV? Does it, does anybody know why it's not on TV anymore? Interesting. I did. I actually don't watch TV, but <laughs> well, and well, and you know, and even us growing up. Yeah, like I totally the, remember. The That's why I'm ads. saying, like, I don't, I don't remember, or I don't, I don't know. Yeah. When it's so, so, gone so they've, they, yeah, and they've completely stopped. Really? Yeah, because okay. it was false information, right? Completely false information. It's actually illegal to put a dairy ad on TV now that says it makes your your bones stronger. Because it's quite the opposite, right? So again, let's look. Let's go a little bit into the research on this, right? So the research tells us that up until about nine thousand years ago in the Middle East, and about seven thousand years ago in Northern Europe, no human being on Earth consumed non-human milk or dairy products. These people, like every other mammal on Earth that only drinks milk during infancy had extremely healthy bones and no osteoporosis. And I'm going to say that again, no osteoporosis. Go on the Western Pro- Western Price Foundation, okay. right? It's westernpricefoundation.org.org. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you he was a dentist that did all the tribal studies and he took their teeth and measured and measured the disease that happens in the teeth as well. And they'll show you beyond a shadow of a doubt the links there. But and it's been shown that people in countries with high calcium intake from from commodity, commodities such as milk and milk products right. have the highest incidence of hip fractures. Wow. So the United States being one of them, by the way, right, with the highest calcium intake yeah. from commodities like milk have the highest rates of hip fractures. Wow. Which means bone loss. Yeah. Right? And the billions of people on the planet who don't consume dairy products do not have any more osteoporosis than any other country. It's completely false information they've been feeding us. Wow. Right? Um, off topic a little bit, I'll get back to, well, I'm a, let me finish this and yeah. then I'll go off topic. Bring it. I, I just love these And then I'll go off topic. <laughs> so, you know, we've been told that dairy products gives us strong bones and that yogurt gives us healthy probiotics. However, the claims they've made does not stand up to any scientific literature. Wow. It's not out there. You can't find it. So even the probiotics found in dairy are not the species of probiotics that humans require. Interesting. Well, it makes it makes logical <laughs> sense, right? It's right. the probiotics the calves require. 
un- un- unless you're a calf right now, then yeah, sure, <laughs> go go drink some milk. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that the normal flora for humans was established long before humans ever domesticated cows and drank milk. Milk Makes is little sense. more than than an unhealthy and expensive delivery system for calcium supplementation. Well, wow. right. Um, most importantly, you you can never get strong bones from taking calcium any more than you can get strong muscles from taking protein. It doesn't work that way, right? You need to exercise to get strong muscles and you need to exercise to get strong bones, period. It doesn't work any other way. No research also has, no research has shown that dairy consumption increases bone density. However, increased exercise and increased consumption of fruits and vegetables have been shown to increase bone density. Right, and milk and dairy products have also been implicated in the cause of rheumatoid arthritis uh, and diabetes. Because it's sugar, two it's big ones. Toast. Yeah, absolutely. Anything that ends in toast. Yeah, is but, sugar, but right? yeah, but they, you, you, you know, they listed as as a low GI, like a low glycemic index food, but it actually causes the biggest insulin spike of any food, right? And they also produce histamines. Which is an inflammatory Allergy. response yeah. and an allergic reaction, not only on the outside people, yeah. but on the inside at a yeah. cellular level. Which makes me okay. So I want to get into ear infections from here because uh, one time I was flying and the woman sitting next to me was talking about how her um, her whole family had, or her and her two children had um, a dairy allergy. If she continued to have dairy, she would end up with pneumonia. Her son, if he had allergy or if he had dairy, he would end up with asthma. And her daughter, if she would have dairy, she would end up with these raging ear infections. So let's talk a little bit about ear. Well, I want to talk about the connection between the dairy and the ear infections and then go into some of the other treatments for ear infections because this is a really big one. And yeah, perfect. So this is um, more my wife's speciality, but I'm going to I'm going to talk for her right now as well. But. So the easiest way to explain the link between dairy and ear infections is the histamines I just spoke about, right? So histamines are an allergic reaction that occurs in the human body due to a toxin entering the organic system, right? I'm talking big words, just bear with me, (laughs) right? So especially with kids, right, under the age of six or seven, because up until six or seven, their immune system haven't completely developed, Right, okay, yeah. which means you're putting the dairy into that little system, right? It cannot handle it properly, yeah. which means the likelihood of an ear infection happening is increased exponentially. Okay. So um, on on ear infections, right? Uh, my wife deals a lot with ear infections, and we see it in a lot of kids. So I always start with the first thing: what's the predominant prescription for ear infections in America, Stephanie? An antibiotic. An antibiotic. Cool. Do you think there's a lot of other countries still prescribing antibiotics for ear infections? Maybe. No, there are not any. Are you serious? No, I'm, I'm dead serious. Oh, my God. I'm go- like, and I will, like, my, my brother, my brother's in Scotland. Yeah. And um, he got an ear infection last year. Yeah, last year. And he went to the he went to the medical doctor. Of course, it's socialized medicine, so it's free. Okay. He went to the medical doctor. Guess what the medical doctor gave him? What? A saline solution, so water and salt to put into the ear, and organic herbs to sniff through the nose. So it's like what I do for my dog. 
Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, and you know, and he doesn't and, sniff and, herbs, but well, but you know, and as and as a matter of fact, uh, genetically speaking, we're not that far off from dogs. Okay. Or any other animal on this planet, no. by the way. Yeah. So, but in, that's it's crazy, right? Yeah, Bec- like that seems so much better because when you take antibiotics, then it kills off the good gut flora that you have. There you go. Off. But not just that. Most ear infections are viral in nature. <laughs> what what is what is an antibiotic? It's going to kill a bacteria. It's killing bacteria. It has nothing to do with it. In actual fact, the studies have proven over the last couple of years, beyond a shadow of a doubt, kids taking the antibiotics actually suffer two to three days longer than the kids not taking it. Really? Oh, yes. Wow. But you got to remember, right? So I was going to go off topic, but I'm going to go off topic right now. Yeah. Uh, TED Talks. Oh, right. We all know TED Talks. Yeah. Google TED Talks and Google AstroTurfing. Right, so astroturfing is a concept based off a grassroots movement, so a local movement, right? That's false, right? Just like astroturf is, is false, false grass, grass, right? So just like that. And they purposely try and confuse people so people can't get the real data and get the real information. Just like, please don't Wikipedia anything in your life anymore. <laughs> it, it, is, it is an astroturfer's dream come true because nine, a, a, another Harvard study shows us that 90 to 95% of medical information on Wikipedia is completely wrong. Really? Wow. Completely and utterly wrong if you compare those two to the actual medical literature. So I'm guessing WebMD is about the same. Same thing. Okay. Exactly the same thing. They... It's there is no real data in any of those. So when it comes to when it comes to the ear infections as well, you know, even with a with a chiropractic, we've seen fantastic results with the ear infections. And the the reason the reason for that though is because it actually mobilizes the drainage yeah. in that in that middle ear or the eustachian tube in the children, right? And if they can continue to drain without a build up of fluid and subsequent infections, they can actually build up their own antibodies and recover from it more quickly and not get another one, right? Especially adjusting the occiput, right? So the base of the skull will get the middle ear to drain very, very quickly. It depends on how chronic it's been of course and what what stage of the cycle of antibiotics because that actually puts us back a little bit, okay. right? But once they fight it themselves, the kids tend to do very well and stay away from ear infections completely if they fought it once, right, by themselves, yeah. build yeah. up their natural immune system. Unless there are other environmental factors like smoking, you know, or if the station tube is actually not in the right position. Okay. So that can also happen, right? But again, it's safe, it's effective, and something that parents should really think about. Certainly before inserting tubes, yeah. Into their child's well, ears. Yeah, I mean that's right. your option before surgery. And again, and yeah, and there's good research showing that 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 a chiropractic adjustment, right? Yeah, actually helps tremendously yeah. with ear infections. Now that being said, that's not the only option, right? Um, I've got another little pamphlet I gave you, right, yeah. which shows six natural ways, right, for for parents to actually help ear infections or treat ear infections, right? Right. And the first one on that one is going to tell you, eliminate dairy from the diet, right? Yes. Right? Add vitamin C to the child's diet or supplementation. It's actually going to help tremendously. Use a good probiotic, right? How would somebody choose a good probiotic? A good probiotic. You have to make sure it's a multi-strain. Multi-strain. It has to be multi-strain. Okay. 
um, and multi-organism and at least 2 billion units. Got it. Got right, it. We'll Easy. Put that in the show notes. Easy. Yeah. As long <laughs> as you know, because, you know, you get to the store and there's tons and tons and of I options. Will, yes. And, and you can put it in. Yeah. And exactly. You know, and don't even get me started on supplementation. It's a it's a bombardment of marketing. Yeah. Right. And at the end, of the, who the hell knows? Right. right. Because <laughs> these companies are just selling what they want to sell, riding a wellness wave. So yeah. to speak, right? Yeah. But not really giving the best for the people out there. And that's yeah. all about the people. Yeah. The other one is reduce or eliminate refined sugars. Of course, we just spoke about that, right? Yeah. I want to talk about this for just a second though. Um I was uh I was looking at um I was babysitting and I, I looked at the formula ingredients because I got some on me and it was sticky and I had no idea what formula was made out of. And the number one ingredient was corn syrup. Yes, and it's probably genetically modified corn syrup. Oh yeah, too. I'm sure it was. Yeah, um, but but ninety nine percent of corn not, is genetically and modified. You know, right? And this isn't this isn't a judgment towards that person or finger pointing, but they don't know. Well, that's why. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. They, like, apps, they don't know they because don't know. that's what. So once I saw that, then I started looking at the labels of all of them on the shelves because I was like, well, what what are some options? Because um, I mean, like I said, I just got a dog, so. Um, there really weren't that many options. It didn't seem like most of them start out with corn syrup. Oh yes, well. it's you know, um, health is a journey, yeah. right? And you have to be very open-minded. And it's not always the easiest thing to do it every single day because same with my wife and I. We read every single label. Yeah. We make sure we know what we put in our bodies, a hundred percent sure. If there is one thing that I don't agree with. I'm not putting it in my body. I'm not rolling a dice yeah. on myself. Thank you very much, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's what I teach people. I'm like, don't roll a dice. Yeah. Rather make sure, um, you know, and I'm not going to really talk about too much GMOs and that type of thing right now, but right, that but is a big conversation that people need to start having. Yeah. A yeah. big conversation because that's another fight that, that that's being lost right now because most people, if you ask them what a GMO is, they have absolutely no idea. Yeah. And it's come to the point where this should be common knowledge for us. Well, I even, I did a webinar, I guess it was about uh, two years ago, but I had been working, I mean, I've been working in the fitness industry for a while and I didn't know what GMOs were. I mean, I had an idea and I work in health and wellness, you know, but well, well, I needed to sit down and watch it for myself. And th that's 100% fine, but at least you're taking the time and educating yeah. yourself. And that's what's important, you know, um, it's, it's listening to people out there, being open to learn. Yeah. Because... GMOs is a big conversation for another day to have and go into, but um, you know, even the even co the companies doing it, Monsanto being one, Dupont yep. might yep. even be bigger than Monsanto right now. Um, they're publishing; they're starting to publish ads everywhere, encouraging families to have conversations about humanity's future in in Oprah magazine, as an oh, example. Really? Yes. Oh my. And even Oprah has been non like a like non GMO yeah. advocate and everything. But but you know, it's it's slowly happening where they're actually publishing ads and that's a company that shouldn't even be publishing ads, let's just put it that way. Right. Right. <laughs> but they are. They've started to to counteract the negative publicity they've received in, in like social media and all the other places. Yeah. Yeah. So they're slowly working on all of that as well. But yeah. Which so brings us to the next point, which is buying organically produced meats and vegetables and fruits when so, possible. Yes. 
we always tell people try and buy local and organic. The yeah. reason you want to do local and and really support your local community because it supports the infra- infrastructure, yeah. right? Is because if you're buying organic from California, right, the the amount of greenhouse gases it takes just to transport all of that yeah. is also not very beneficial for the planet, yeah. right? So it's taking a lot of things into consideration. Um, you have to be very picky when you eat when you when you pick your meat, especially. That's what I tell people because even a lot of the fruits and vegetables you've probably heard of the the clean fifteen and the dirty yep. dozen, right? Yep. And all that jazz. But with the um, with the meat, you got to be very picky because organic meat doesn't mean it's the the animal was necessarily happy or healthy. Okay. Yeah. Um, big different, another different conversation. But you have to make sure that the animal lived off what their genetic requirement is, just like our genetic requirement. Yeah. So if we took a cow, what's a cow supposed to eat? Grass. Grass. Right. Period. Grass. Even organic meat. What do they feed them? Grain. Grain. Which means corn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even even if it's organic corn, it's still yeah. genetically. It's gen- it's genetically incongruent with with right. a with a with a species. Yeah. So you're still not gonna get a healthy, happy cow. I can promise you that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's same same thing for you, Stephanie. If I every single day I gave you good kale, right? Yeah. Every every single day I'm giving you kale. I'm giving you kale. Or every single day I'm giving you white bread. Oh my. I would not be a happy camper. Exactly. Nobody <laughs> would be a happy camper, right? And you know, um, digressing, a cool study here that I brought for the ear infection, yeah. right? This was a study done in Germany by Gottfried Gutmann, who's a yeah. medical doctor. And they examined over a thousand children and fa- found that neck misalignments to cause an increase in susceptibility to infection of the ear, nose, and throat. Oh. He also stated, and this is in parentheses, the success of adjustment overshadows every other type of treatment, especially the pharmaceutical approach. Wow. Wow. That's a pretty, that's a pretty out there statement yeah. to make for, for a medical doctor. Right, right for right? a medical doctor. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Wow. Well, thank you for talking about this. I have a lot of my listeners and my um, my clients are moms, and I see them suffering through ear infections with their children, and um, it seems like it's it's very prevalent. But these are these are some pretty simple changes that you can make, just like we were talking about. Like if you don't know, you can't change it. So these are very simple changes. Um, we're gonna take one more quick break, and I want to come back and I want to talk um, a little bit more about kids and backpack safety. <laughs> You've heard me talk a lot about learning how to reach your fitness goals and more frequently how to look as fit as you feel while learning to stop chasing skinny. And you've also thought to yourselves, yeah, I do want to reach my fitness goals in a shorter, more concise way to stop wasting my time bouncing back and forth from fitness tip to fitness tip in magazines, wasting hours researching the latest and greatest diet, only to end up looking and feeling the same way you've been looking and feeling for years. And my guess is that you've been thinking about this for a long time. Am I right? 
I know the feeling because I played these games too. For a very long time, in fact. I'm here to tell you this. Stop thinking and sign up for the SK Fit Life Challenge, an online training, nutrition, and coaching program that will lead you through 12 weeks of step-by-step guidance to help you finally reach your goals of looking fabulous and feeling fabulous. You're going to get to free up all the headspace you've been wasting, picking through random diet information being fed to you through the media and simplifying the seemingly complicated world of health. Your chance is now. Do you really need more time, more information, more plans for the future? Or do you want to become that fit person today? Because the truth is this. You can be that fit person. Or you can be the person that sits around thinking about becoming better. It's your choice. Read more magazines, blog posts, and bits and pieces on social media. Or take action. Because let's face it. If you're not where you want to be, your current program is not working out for you. I want you to be successful. And why is this? Because you've already got what it takes. You've been doing the work all along. It's just been the wrong work. You have the desire, the discipline, and the potential. Now let's get you on the right track so those efforts you are already putting in can take you in the best direction possible. Join me and the hundreds of other SK Fit Life clients for the 12-week online fitness challenge at skfitlife.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the Stop Chasing Skinny radio program. So now let's talk a little bit about backpack safety because we're talking about um, spine alignment and, um, there, you know, it's, I mean, for this says for kids, but I carry a backpack. So, <laughs> so let's talk about backpack safety for kids. Yeah. Big kids. Yeah. <laughs> Because we, we were backtracked all the time too. Um, you know, you have to be very, very particular in what you're going to do your, to yourself, so to speak. Um, that being said, right, if a kid is carrying more than 10 pounds their own body weight, right, 10 yeah. pounds above their body weight on their back, it would be pretty logical to think over time something is going to happen, right? It has yes. to compensate, right, for <laughs> yes. that weight, right? It has to compensate. Even, you know, in the in the pro athlete scene, yeah. the, the, the body weight vests they do, right? They, now with all the new research, they do not go above eight pounds. Really? Because they found above eight pounds restructures the spinal alignment. I've also kind of like those, those wrist and ankle weights can throw things out of whack Abs- too, right? Ab- okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Your body has to compensate yeah. for it. So same thing with the backpack. It's just very smart to have a few little tricks or know what you're buying um, before you buy it. So the traditional backpack is not the best, right? Okay. The traditional backpack is just not the best. Um, if it's less than eight pounds, you're safe. Okay. Above eight pounds, you're definitely looking for spinal misalignments to happen, which is directly going to affect your central nervous system, okay. right? And de- and decrease that connection. Um, so what we've seen and the people we've dealt with, and my wife deals with this a lot, is either placing the backpack on the front, if you've been wearing it on the back for a very long time, okay. and they've actually started designing backpacks that's specific for the spine. Really? Uh, yeah, and to keep it where it needs to be. So one of the options, right? And there's a bunch of different brands out there. Yeah. You can look for the backpacks with the actual waist belt that clips in. I have one of those. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. It's so much more comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. It's so much more I comfortable. I don't clip it though. I should. <laughs> you it. should. You should definitely <laughs> clip it. Now that I know how important it is to use the clip, I will. It's very very important. <laughs> it, 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 it actually helps stabilizing the. It helps stabilizes the weight. Yeah. More, more evenly. 
Yeah, I did. They did it because when I was hiking, I would do that, but I didn't really even think to when I was just wearing it. It's it's exactly the same concept, yeah. Because your body, as soon as you put that backpack there, your body is gonna push forward against gravity to Mm. balance its to balance the center of gravity. The the other one, oh yes, and especially anterior head syndrome. Mm. Look at the people with backpacks, the kids. Oh, that's true. Their jaws are jutting. Yeah, because they're trying to overcompensate for the weight on their back, Mm. right? So exactly the same thing. And then there's a third type which they've actually developed where it has little shelves that distributes the weight oh, okay. a little bit more evenly as well. Okay. So you do have companies out there thinking about the safety of our children, which is fantastic. Yeah. Right? Um, not only that, you know, I, I deal with a lot of school children as well in the office um, with sports. Yeah. And, you know, you look at their spines and go, Wow wow you know and it is a big wow because it shouldn't be looking the way it it tends to look right in, especially today and the big reason i always i always think to myself as well is what do they do all day sit at their desk they sit at a desk <laughs> the people developing the desks for the children at school did they take into account human anatomy and physiology no. No. <laughs> they put a desk together to put a desk together to get it in a school, right? Yes. They take no there's no accountability of taking into account what that's what the ergonomics of that child should be, how they should be sitting, which means we see a breakdown of the spine happening a lot faster than it should. Wow. Right? And same thing with the backpack safety, right? You, it's just having a few different options, showing people a few different options. It'd be cool if we can post like at least one link, maybe. Oh, we definitely with will on the with, show notes. with one pro, with one product for them to just have a little idea of what it sh- what it can look like or for should sure. look like. Yeah, we'll definitely put a picture in there. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, um, so one more thing that I wanted to ask you about before we talk a little bit more about what your office um offers, we've we've touched on that a little bit how your offer uh, your office is different but um you also mentioned to me the other day that you're a coach at the local high school high school rugby team here in charleston and so what advice would you give um parents for how they can support their young athlete so the first thing i'm going to say is i'm going to give a shout out to be because that's who i coach that's awesome. right <laughs> and, and and for all the for the awesome kids i work with but Take them to see a good sports specialist, right? Sports specialist. Sports specialist. Not that just like the physical that you get, the check in the box. Absolutely not, right? Somebody that has sufficient knowledge of the mechanics of the sport and have actually been in that situation themselves. And somebody that really focuses on prehabilitation. So not rehabilitation, prehabilitation, right? right? I always ask parents, and I, you know, I've said the same thing. I wish my parents took me to somebody that knew what they were doing with the spine yeah. way before my problem started because I have two fractures in my back from playing rugby. Wow. And nobody diagnosed them until they took an x-ray seven, eight years later, right? Oh, my. <laughs> exactly, right? Um, I do have a couple of things going on from myself playing sports. And, you know, even though I've gone in a journey the last three or four years to get everything corrected, like the spine corrected, it's been a journey, right? So the reason I say prehabilitation, because it's before the injury actually occurs, right? And it's a lot more effective that way, 
right? And if I I always ask people, what what value do you place, right, on preventing an injury before it even happens? Oh, yeah. Right? And so a quick little explanation I give on an injury, right? So I've broken my ankle a couple of times, right? Let's just say from from leading a tackle with my head first, right? <laughs> you guys got to look at the picture of this. <laughs> so that being said though, right? It's It's... Why would one ankle fracture, not the other ankle? That's a big question, ah. right? That's a big question to start asking and start yeah. thinking about, right? And this, these, I always ask these questions. Why would one ankle... So both feet are planted, right? Just imagine this to yourself. You're lunging forward and you hit somebody, but right. both feet are firmly planted, but only one fractures, right? Wow. I can tell you why. Because somewhere there's a disconnection between the signal from the brain to that joint, right okay. not stabilize so it sends the in it sends the message to stabilize the muscles and ligaments and tendons yep. but it doesn't get there fast enough oh, okay. makes total sense yeah right so th- that's very important right and um just like i explained the foundation right if the foundation is off in a kid at yeah. five six seven years old playing contact sports or tennis where it's over like micro traumas happening the whole time, yeah. right? You're, you're looking for trouble later on in life because that's eventually going to lead to exponential problems, right? Yeah. So chiropractic, by the way, has a good standing in professional athletics. I don't know if you realize this. Oh, I didn't know. Football, it's NFL, yeah. right? NFL, NHL, PGA, all of them have yeah. chiropractors. Awesome. Right, they should. yeah, I've and been you going know, to and chiropractor since I was you like know, even, <laughs> even at the Olympics, you see them adjusting the all the athletes, yeah. but it's not commonplace for 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 the kids for the right. for the for the for the athletics and kids, okay. right? And it sh- it should be commonplace. Yeah. It should be commonplace because a misalignment in the spine could end up if you get hit too many times, it could end up increasing your chances of having a concussion. Yes. Very, very cool little study that we're publishing this year. Um, This will actually be the first research ever done on on spinal alignment and and rate of concussions, right? And I'm actually writing this up on a professional rugby player, right? Awesome. That's had a minimum of four concussions every single professional season for the last 10 years. Okay, that's a lot of concussions. Exactly. So I had about I had three weeks with with this with this person, and when he first came in, his neck was almost completely straight. So when we look at that green curve that you can see on that picture, yes. right, what normal is, his was almost completely straight. Wow. Right. He was not, in the red. Exactly, and not just that, his head was completely pulled over to the right of his shoulders. Wow. Right. So just working on the neck itself for three weeks, we got we got the angulation almost near perfect. So when I say straight, I think he came in at about a negative twenty degrees. It should be forty two. Okay. And he left at forty. Wow. Right. Um, even the the amount of translation happening from the head over the shoulders came yeah. back almost to near normal, not perfect. But the fact of the matter is, this will be the first season that he completes. And he's had zero concussions. Wow. But it makes sense. Yeah, because totally Because if sense. that spine isn't strong, the nervous system isn't strong, the muscles are not strong, which means the muscles cannot protect yeah. that concussion from even happening in the first place. Yeah. Wow. 
I just, this is so interesting how every, I mean, I know things are connected, but for you to spell it out like that is just really, really cool. Cool. So you have, you have an athlete, really just make sure that they are seeing the right doctors. Yeah. And you know, at at least it's not going to hurt. At least get your child checked out. Yeah. At least get your child checked out so that you know. Yeah. You know, um, knowledge is power. Information is key. If you know, then, then it's all good. Right. Um, but again what is it worth to prevent that from happening what is it what is it worth to prevent a fracture in the back from happening in the first place which means that that kid might not go on to play collegiate level right or anything else for that matter yeah i I don't know what statistics are but by people who end up um out of the opportunity to play professionally by injury but i'm assuming i'm assuming a lot really high (laughs) yeah I, I, i would say i would say it's a lot yeah well so that brings me to my last question. We kind of talked a little bit about how your office differs from other chiropractic offices. Um, so just a couple more things that makes your office different and unique, some things that you offer, and then how people can get in touch with you. Perfect. So again, we focus on actually correcting the spine into its proper position. I mean from the hips to the head, over the shoulders. Okay. Every little detail matters. We also we specialize in eliminating the primary cause of back pain, neck pain, fatigues, headaches, and mi- and migraines through this corrective care. Right? Um, what we do in our office is also a little bit unique and different. For instance, we take people through a, a journey. We call our first patient examination a discovery, okay. a self-discovery. We spend about an hour and a half per okay. patient. Right? doing push-up tests, doing plank tests, looking how their body is functioning from a holistic perspective. Now, a lot of people throw that word around, holism, right? Holistic chiropractic, holistic wellness, holistic this. But true holism means that you're moving well, you're eating well, and you're thinking well. Those three put together. So we do a complete lifestyle analysis with a person, right? Yeah. That's a little bit of a better terminology right yep. there, a lifestyle analysis and see how they're doing as a whole. So when somebody does come in as a new patient, we take we take a 3D measurement of the of the human body, okay. right, in space. So we have four different pictures going completely around your body, right? Yep. So we can see what's happening right? How you're standing, how you're shifting. And we actually measure those with the x-rays and we do the biomechanical line drawings to show you what's normal and where you are and explain to you how that is affecting whatever secondary condition that person come in with, right? And it's a teaching process, you know? So even with us, we we either start them off with a private consultation, which is 100% free, right? Information is free. Or we do a group health talk, twice a week oh okay right so people can engage a little bit more in the group and the private is more for people that have a little bit more serious things going on and they want to address that in private with one of our doctors yeah but we we start off with those so we can teach them what we do yeah right it's very important to teach them what we do and show them before going any step further after that and most of them choose to they go through the discovery and then after that we have a client conference and we spend time with you even our client conference about 45 minutes we go over ideal results for the human species and your results with age and gender and everything right so people can have a good view 
of where they're standing and what the likelihood of developing diseases yeah, in the long important. run. And that's important because it's all prevention. Yeah. Right? And we hammer that home. It's all prevention because right now, you, the United States alone is spending trillions on chronic preventable disease by 2017, $4 trillion by 2017 per year. Wow. <laughs> quick, a quick, quick example on that. It's pretty funny, though. Do you know how long it would take you to count to one million? Oh, that's a good question. I have no idea. Take a random guess. One million. About three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. Three weeks. <laughs> Do you know how long would it take you to count to one billion? Times one hundred of that. Three hundred years. Oh my! How about one trillion? 300 years? So, a thousand years? 300 centuries. 300 centuries? Oh. It's oh. Oh, that's a lot of years. <laughs> yeah. it's And, you know, we're, 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 we're wasting money, yeah. so to speak. So, that's why in the office we want to teach people first what real health means. Yeah. Because that's important. Because people go, I look good, I feel good. Even though they're overweight, I look good, I feel good. I'm healthy. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So your subconscious is a lot bigger than your conscious, yeah. right? And consciously, pain is a little piece of that puzzle. Yeah. Even secondary symptoms, for that matter, is a little piece of that puzzle, right? Mm. If your brain takes in 4 trillion bits of information a second, you only consciously perceive 50. Wow. So it's like me asking you, Stephanie, how's your pancreas doing right now? Is she good? Mm. <laughs> let me ask. Let me ask her. Exactly, right? Located. <laughs> exactly. Who knows? Who knows, right? So making those choices and it's really we have a prevention in the office. And that's really what we do in the office, yeah. right? So and to get the spine restructured takes a little bit, right? So about three months okay. to actually get it in its proper position. If it's an easy case, it just depends. You know, yeah. people reserve the right to be unique. <laughs> right. They just do. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, that's I I work with a lot of the athletes, even my my Bishop England boys. I work with all of them. Um, I've got sort of a unique advantage there because I've gone through this process myself right. of injuring myself numerous times and going from doctor to doctor, and I can't even count the amount of injuries I've struggled to get fixed. Yeah, right, which is yeah. a big one. And then my wife specializes in pediatrics, awesome. so she only works with the children. Right, yes. so she can really focus and put her time, her time and effort into knowing the little pediatric body and the infant body. Yeah. So we sort of separate our time like that to make it a little bit more efficient. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And you're right. You can only really specialize in in that one thing, and or you get really good at that one thing. Uh, yeah. And yeah. exactly. So if anybody wants to reach us, they can either call us at eight four three three five two. 9966 that's 8433529966 that's our office number or they can reach us at, at, at our emails um or at our email okay. which is info at ideallifestylepractice.com awesome. info at ideallifestylepractice.com and if you have any questions feel free to shoot us an email yeah, that's great. And we'll put all that information in the show notes just in case you are walking the dog or driving home or whatever. So um, you can you can double check that whenever you get home. But thank you so much for this all of this information. This is fantastic. It's you know, it's not what we, we hear on a regular basis from really any other source. So thank you so much. Stephanie. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Of spirit is a waste of time. Negative
such a waste of thoughts Verbal conflict is a waste of word Physical conflict is a waste of flesh People will always be who they want And that's what really makes the world go round Unconditional love is scarce 